Well, there you are. Glad you're here this morning or today, this afternoon, whenever it is for you. For me, it's Monday morning, October 5th, and we're looking out the back window and thinking about how good God is. I'm telling you, yesterday went to church. I went to church yesterday. Had a good day, great time. Was some good folks at South Pacoma Baptist Church. Had a few visitors, a few friends from Kentwood. Always glad to see folks come by and, and visit with us. That's a good thing. But man, it was just a good day. Good to be in God's house. And things seem to be somewhat, uh, I don't know if we want to say get back to normal, getting level, but people seem to be finally learning to adapt and to adopt and, and go ahead and live life in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, people still being careful, and that's a good thing to do, and being wise about what they do. Uh, it's just, you know, we so much going on in the world, and we are reminded constantly by the negative news networks that our president has the virus, him and his wife, and numerous others who are elected officials in our government, and uh, while many be seem to be pulling for the other <laughs> side of things, we are praying the president and all those who are affected the virus, regardless of their political affiliation, uh, recover and, and get back to work doing the things they need to do. We also pray for all those who have the virus, whether uh, politically affiliated or not. I just don't understand this pulling for people's sickness or demise. But anyway, uh, we are glad that you're here today. Excited. Hope that you will take your your copy of God's Word if you get to it. Whatever kind it is, digital, hardback, uh, paperback, whatever. And turn it to Revelation chapter 22. And we're going to read verses 20 and 21. Now, if you fell off the turn truck and turn this on for the very first time, you may not quite understand this. Uh, but we have been working our way through the book of Revelation in, in some um, live videos that we've been doing, I guess is the best way to describe it. And, and our thought for a day, which is what basically these talks are on our podcast right now. On our thought for a day, we've been trying to leave you every day with at least one thing to think about. And we have, over the last, ooh, I don't know, several weeks, been looking at uh, passages from the book of Revelation as we move in our in our daily Bible reading toward the conclusion. In fact, this concludes the daily Bible reading for me, uh, reading the Bible through in a year. It concludes the New Testament part. Uh, you say, well, gosh, I thought it spreads out. Well, <laughs> I kind of do my own thing and uh, first of the year, I got really, really ambitious with reading and read way over what you might normally read. And and I like to end the year, um, and I may be a little early for that, for what, for what I've, the way it's worked out, but I like to end the year with not quite as much reading on the daily uh, reading for those who will read along with us because uh, this time of year gets so busy and, and people sometimes can get behind easy this time of year, even after they've ridden all year. And, and so we lessen it. We read a little more in the first of the year, first half of the year, and we can slow it down a little bit in the last half of the year. That allows us to read books like Revelation and take our time and, and the book of Daniel, some others, and take our time and just kind of look through them. So we've done that. But today finishes my, the New Testament portion of my Bible reading for the year. And uh, got a few more days. We'll finish the Old Testament too in my Bible reading, and then I'll be able to start again. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Never get finished reading God's Word. Always start over. But anyway, Revelation 22, verses 20 and 21. You should be there by now, unless you missed what I said or have had time pulling over, or, which I doubt anybody pulls over to listen to me and get their Bible out. But but whatever you're doing, if you can get God's Word out and, and open it up. Revelation 22, 20 through 21. If you can't get your Bible out, I hope that you'll read it later and at least listen well. He who testifies to these things says... Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. 
Even so, Lord Jesus, even so come, Lord Jesus, I have always loved, I don't know, admonition, encouragement, statement, comment, whatever. Uh, in fact, I purposely this morning, I've been reading a lot of different translations, uh, just working my way through Revelation, as I said, we're doing not only this, these uh, podcasts on, on chapter 22, the way it's been the last, well, I guess probably a week now, probably four, five, six, maybe seven devotionals or thoughts for the day on Revelation 22. And I, I've been reading numerous uh, different translations and really, I guess, in all honesty, trying to, you know, trying to wrestle it down to, to a manageable uh, load. I've been really reading two translations, the uh, English Standard English Standard Translation, or, and I'm, I'm looking that up. That name didn't sound right in a minute. And then the New King James. But I, I have turned back uh, to read today to you, the New King James, because of that phrase, even so, comma, come, comma, Lord Jesus. Just, I've always loved that. I just have. Anyway, uh, verse 21, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And so we see these last words. He who testifies to these sayings says, surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. The book is closed and it's noted uh, as you read it and think about it. It's a book that is to remain open or read. In fact, a few days ago, we saw the only place in the book where uh, John was told to close it and not reveal it. And we don't really don't really know, don't really understand why that was done. Uh, but it was and it is. But everything else is open in the book. Unlike the book of Daniel, where much was closed. Uh, we have an open book. And in this open book, we see over and over and over again the invitation of God to come. In this chapter, we see, come, come, come. If you don't come, well, the Bible says you're going to reap what you sow. And, and, and you sow seeds of disobedience or neglect or ignorance or uh, don't pay attention or whatever you want to call that. You're, you're going to reap. Well, you're going to, you're going to reap judge, judgment. If you don't come to Christ, you're going to reap judgment. Now, I know a lot of people in today's world, oh, there's no such thing. Really? You think so? I know that, you know, there seems to be this move toward to deny guilt and responsibility and all that. But you'll never convince me that's true. So I guess I'll just leave it there. And uh, I'm unconvinced that with all this modern talk, you know, uh, let people go. Let them do whatever they get away with. They'll learn their lesson, whatever. No, they won't. There's a time, that, you know, you have to pay. You should have to pay for your crime to society when you've done things. There are certain things you should just be able to get away with. Well, you will not get away in eternity with the, with the rejection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think one of the things a lot of people misunderstand about judgment is you are not, you are not sent to hell because of a particular sin. Uh, whatever the sin is, sometimes Christians forget this because we judge. and uh, We judge? Yes, we do. Uh, sadly, we do. We have a tendency to judge and critique people and they pigeonhole them, so to speak, because they do this or that. But that's not what will send them to hell. What sends them to hell is the rejection of Jesus Christ. Now, that does mean, you know, to accept Christ, they got to repent of their sin and, and, and come on. But their sin doesn't keep them from coming to Christ. You come to Christ and then, uh, you know, you, you repent, you turn, you, you accept Jesus. And you. Uh, people say turn over a new leaf. It's really not that. It's you get a new heart. And when you get a new heart, it's easier to let go of some of those old-hearted things. But anyway. Let's get back. Books closed. It's noted that his, uh, that his books remain open, as I said, and there are secrets revealed and discussed all over this book. Some of them we don't understand, some of them we can't grasp. 
Uh, some of them were just, you know, we're just at the mercy of the author who tries to describe things that are undescribable, especially given the language constraints. And the Greek language is a pretty broad language. And, you know, it, it has, it is not like uh, the English language, which has one word for this and one word for that. Uh, the Greek has several uh, words and, you know, often for many things. And yet still there are so many language constraints as John tried to write, describing things he'd never seen and didn't understand. The Bible never said you'd understand it all, but you had to believe it all. Uh, the Bible never said you have to be able to explain it all, but you should receive it all. I'm going to tell you, I've been studying the Bible a long time. I was a pastor 28 years, an associate pastor eight years. I'm trying to, by the way, I'm trying to do the math on how long I've been saved. So that's 36 years. Um, probably before I surrendered ministry uh, was another four, so, you know, 40 years, pretty close, 40 years. I got saved anywhere, probably 32, well, I, you know, I can identify with Chrissy's age, but I got saved when, you know, when we brought Chrissy on the hospital, really, was the night that I count. And I took a walk with her down our street. It was in February. And uh, that was the time I realized I couldn't do this. So, uh, anyway, 40 plus years, we'll leave it there. And in those 40 years, uh, I've seen God do amazing things. And, and, and there are things I understand now. I didn't understand way back then. But there are still things I didn't understand then. I understand. I, I don't understand now. But I've learned to take them and trust them. And, and when possible look to them and, and expect them. So anyway, uh, you have this you have this book with the invitation come. The invitation didn't say know everything. The invitation just says bring yourself. Come. There's that wonderful promise we talked about, even so that he's coming quickly. Uh, this chapter gives us so many things to think about, not only about his coming, but so many other things to ponder on. It doesn't fail the last time we read it either. He's coming quickly. Uh, that is not a time, but a way. I, it's not going to be a hundred-yard sprint. That's not what we're talking about. It. Uh, what we're talking about here, I think, when we look at it and read it and think about it, is that once Jesus starts moving our way, he's coming. No stopping, no delay. And the bottom line is we need to be ready. Reading. He said, well, how do you, how do you, how do you get ready? Okay, I'm glad you asked. We're going to close our thought on our devotion to thoughts of Revelation 22, but it's talking about how to get ready for the return of Christ. How to get ready. Brother Dean, how do I get ready? Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, we're just going to kind of think about first, you, you get ready by reading, having read and rereading the word of God. I mean, stay in the word, make it more important than the newspaper, the headlines, the Facebook, whatever else it is you read, give time to re-re-read the word of God. By the way, I'm going to stop right here and praise the Lord. I hear a lot more. I know you probably can't hear it. I hear a lot more of the distance. Means my neighbor is cutting his grass, and I'm thankful for that. He always cuts his grass. And no, I'm not thankful because I think his grass is. I am thankful because he had the virus, and uh, we found out just about what he was done. They had the virus. Him and his dear wife, both wonderful folks. And uh, while we live next door to them, we really don't see them a whole lot. There's a lot. There's some trees between here and us. Uh, but in the distance, I could always hear his lawnmower going. It seems like two, three times a week. He keeps his grass manicured. No, do not compare my yard to his yard. But I hear the lawnmower today, and I'm thankful. It reminds me my friend is getting better, and I'm so thankful that God has healed him, taking care of him. God is a good God. And yes, I've had enough heartbreak over those who didn't, quote unquote, get better from the virus as we prayed and prayed and prayed. But here's one that did. As I'm reminded, God at times heals, and sometimes God just brings us home, and both is okay, and both is good. He is coming quickly. is not a is not a 
a time in which he comes, but it's a way he comes. He comes quick, and we prepare for that. You see, you thought I lost track. I didn't. I didn't let the lawnmower disturb me. Catherine, we talk about this from time to time. Uh, I, if you're looking for the professional uh, podcast, you have turned the wrong thing. Uh, but if you're looking just to hear something, we pray, we hope from the Word of God to, to give you something to think about. I hope you're in the right place. As I say, we're looking to give you something, not charge you something. So I pray today that you'll hear God's Word. And today, God's Word reminds us that Jesus is coming. And the first way, the best way, the way to start getting ready for that is reading, having read, and rereading the entire Word of God, cover to cover, chapter to chapter, verse to verse, word for word. You read it. Now, you may begin, if you were doing so today, you may want to begin in the Gospel of John and, and choose various books there. But at some point, sometime, you just got to say, you know what, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to just read the Word of God. And you start and you begin to read. You got to read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You got to get in there and read the Word of God. <sighs> I suggest you do a daily Bible reading plan. I suggest you take one where you read it through in a year. Chrissy, my daughter, just finished one, or is finishing one where 90 days read the Bible through. That's pretty quick. I've done that a couple of times, and whew, <coughs> that uh, that uh, that stretch your that stretch your mind. But the the goal is to have scripture coming in, and so if you get on a, a yearly plan, you're on a plan. And and listen, I always tell people this: if you read 10 verses a day today, you didn't read any anything the day before. Or the day before that, you're ten verses ahead, so read ten verses a day. Read a read a story or a or a chapter of a day, whatever it is. Get a plan, develop a plan, stick with it, read it, read it, read it. Read, having read and rereading the entire Word of God is the first way, best way, beginning step to get ready, cover to cover, end to end. And we find in it our Lord and Savior's actions, and they're revealed totally and perfectly and completely. And while we may not be able to understand or explain everything, we know that He is coming for us again are coming again, and he's going to receive us as his own. So we first we read, then we engage the culture with the truth of Christ, however we can, whenever we can. Every opportunity we get, we engage the culture with the truth of Christ. We do the best we can in our conversations, in our talks, in our greetings, and the things that we see, the things we notice, the things we remark on. I was in a store, um, I think it was Saturday, because yesterday was Sunday, so I'm trying to think. My mind's not like yours. I, I'm not a steel trap. I am more like an open mesh net. <laughs> It just seems to flow through there. But I was in a store, and I'm pretty sure now it's Saturday, and, and this guy ahead of me, and we're, we live in Macomb. Actually, we live in Tallertown, but Macomb's the city that we spend a lot of time in. And this was in Macomb, so the guy has a mask on, and, you know, the the, the uh, cashier's waiting on him, and he just cannot stop remarking about how beautiful the day is, how all these things, and he is just laying out accolades, laying out comments hoping you could tell hoping that cashier that he's talking to uh will you know engage in conversation uh he's wanting to say something and i think he's wanting to say something good about god well uh he turns around we have a small talk and and yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was he didn't get to have that conversation he's one with the cashier and uh but i could see and i could appreciate what he was doing so you read, you engage the culture with the truth of Christ wherever you go, whenever you can. You accept the responsibilities given us as his children, knowing that the standard is to whom much is given, much is required. Listen, God expects us to do something. God expects us to speak out for him, whatever it is, in whatever way we can. God expects us to speak. Uh, I was walking into, uh, we call it the pig. There's a pig weekly here in Tallertown. We call it the pig. We go there uh, from time to time. 
uh, great little store. Great, you know, it doesn't have everything in the world. It's a small little grocery store. It's a, a chain store, uh, but it's I don't even know how to compare it. Uh, but it's you know it's a small little grocery store. It's not as big as a Winn Dix or anything like that. But I was going in and I had one of my camp T-shirts. Uh, go tell. We went to go tell camp for years, and uh, <laughs> I come with a shirt. This lady, I got that T-shirt on. I wear shirts like that on purpose. And uh, a lot of times people catch you off guard with things they say. And this lady's helping her elderly mother in the store. And she sees that shirt. Go tell it on the mountain. And my, my shirt said, go tell. And she began to say that oh him. Go tell it on the mountain. I thought, well, there you go. Well, there's one way. Uh, you accept your responsibility doing what you can. Did Brother Danny, did she have a great voice? I didn't say that. Brother Danny, did, did, did somebody you want to sit, listen to sing? I didn't say that. What I said was... <laughs> She began to glorify God. Uh, Brother Danny, did you join her in the song? I absolutely did not. I wanted the customers to stay in the store. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she just began, you know, she couldn't, oh, I know that song. And she just began to sing it. <laughs> Accepting her responsibility. That's my point there. Uh, to do what she could to get the word out. And for a few moments there in that pig, uh, Piggly Wiggly, call it pig so much. Well, there was a moment where people would hear an old gospel song. And realized there were two believers standing there. Well, three, Kathy was here. And her mother, two, probably four, coming in the door. So anyway, accept that responsibility. Determine to make a mark or an impact. Not just be a voice in the wilderness, but be a voice that does its best to be heard. And hopefully be prayed up. And well, when the opportunity comes to speak, to be fully listened to. Listen, God gives you the opportunity, uh, uniquely sometimes, to say a good word. To share testimony. But a lot of the time, the best we can do and the thing we want to do is just speak a good word about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ any way that we can to turn to make a mark and impact on people's life. We yearn for his arrival, even so Lord Jesus, Jesus come quickly. That is what John said. That's what I believe uh, our attitude should be. Even so Lord Jesus come quickly. We yearn for his rival, revival. His arrival, excuse me. Well, I hope you enjoyed this morning. I have. I hope that uh, you've been reminded. He's coming. He's coming back. Listen, he's on his way. And when he fully gets on his way, I'm telling you, he's going to come quickly. Uh, when he does, it's going to be a difference. It's going to be a change. And something's going to happen. And it isn't going to be good for some. But it's going to be great for others. My granddaddy, my granddaddy, uh, in the summer, I'd stayed with him a lot. And he would sing old Christian hymns, uh, you know, in the sweet by and by. And when the rose called up yonder. I learned a long time ago to appreciate him singing those old hymns. And I used to talk about them time to time in sermons when I was at Spring Creek. And had a man tell me one time, I'll never forget, he said, what he loved most is when I was preaching and I talked about my granddaddy. And I thought, well, <laughs> I hope you like it when I talk about Jesus too. But I realized what he meant. He used to, you know, that family connection, that feeling, because often I talked about my granddaddy, talked about that old hymns. That old hymn, especially today, I think about when the roll is called up younger, and he's saying that, whether it's coming today, when Jesus returns, and when he does, he'll call the roll. My friend, I hope your name's on the roll, and I hope your name is called, because when the roll's called up yonder, I'll be there. I hope you'll be with me. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Listen, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Send us an email. Let us know what you think, how you feel about us, and what's going on in your life. DS Preacher Man at gmail.com, all lowercase. Catch us on the Facebook. Send us a message. We sent out a, a prayer list. In fact, we sent the updated copy out earlier today. 
DK Ministries. So let us know what you think. Send us your prayer request. Every time we get a new request, we renew that prayer list. And we do it again on Mondays. I uh, give you a special updated copy on Mondays. Done that today. Pray through that thing and make sure that you're lifting up those that we've talked about and thought about. Okay. Well, I think that's everything we need to say today. Thanks for listening. Listen, tune, tune in to the broad podcast. Let us know what you think. Remember, we're looking to give you something, not sell you something. Let's make an impact on our world. God bless you.